Good morning, everybody. Come on in. If you're in the lobby, join us inside. Hopefully, we're live right now on Facebook. We're trying to make sure that's happening, and we're glad that you're with us, those of you faithful few who made it through the unplowed parking lot this morning. Oh, my goodness. Nothing but problems. Welcome to 2022. My outlook's not as very good. (laughs) We've had nothing but problems today. We're starting a new year with new problems, but we're ready to go. So we're glad that you're able to be here. And if you're joining us live, thank you for being here with us as well. Pastor Ben is in sunny Florida, and so we're having tech issues. Um, Hopefully, Hopefully he's recovering after that non-exciting finish for him. Uh, He had a rough day there. (laughs) But we're glad uh, that we started a new year with you guys as a church. We're going to go ahead and start with a word of prayer. If you're visiting with us, uh, there is people at the uh, Welcome Center, and we are handing out uh, mugs. We have our new mugs. I don't know if they've got them packaged, but our new mugs have come in to replace the mugs we gave out for Christmas And so if you're visiting with us, we want to make sure you get one of those. And thank you all for wearing shirts. I see a lot of love shirts, the red ones, the blue ones. Good to see all of those today as Oakwood shares in that. Let's pray and we will get started this morning. Father, we thank you for a new day, a new year. God, we pray for all the technical problems and glitches and all the other issues we've had. Lord, I just thank you that uh, those who could be here are here safely. God, for those that couldn't come. Uh, couldn't wander out safely, that you'd bless them today. I pray that they'd be able to get this information. And uh, God, that you would bless our church as we move forward. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you are looking forward to a nice short service today. Uh, Because of all the COVID situations, we have no band, no nothing. And I'm tired of filling in and doing it on my own. Are you guys tired of me too? I'm like three in a row, three in a row, I'm not doing it. I just said I'm not doing it. Three in a row, people are going to think that I'm the only one who plays guitar around here. So uh, we just decided to keep things short and simple. Uh, We're going to end our day today with communion together. Uh, But we're just going to walk through our uh, plan for the new year and just let you know where we're at. It's the state of the church, uh, and that's what we're going to be covering today. And so if you have any questions, uh, we do encourage you to contact uh, the elder board. Uh, You can contact the office first, and they can put you in touch with people. Uh, But this is not like an annual meeting. We're not going to take questions from the audience or anything. It's just going to be a presentation. Uh, But by all means, you always have an opportunity to just ask uh, more info or deeper info or more details uh, on any of the things that you hear today. So Happy New Year 2022. We always show this slide because we mock Melissa that she didn't understand. She thought something was wrong with that number that wasn't quite there yet. It's, it's, the, it's the odometer, right? You know, some women in here are smart too. They're like, we know what that is. Uh, it's the odometer. And we've turned the number to 22. And yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Do you guys remember that? We used that a lot in our series uh, not too long ago. But today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present And so we are living in today. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. It's okay to look back. Uh, A lot of people say, don't look back. Uh, You're only going to see your problems and troubles. I think you need to look back to answer some of the questions. How did we get here? Uh, So I think it's always good to look back, but you got to live forward. You can't live in the past. Churches that live in the past are doomed uh, for failure. I don't know if any of you experienced churches that are living in their past successes. It's kind of a sad state. Uh, I was at a church in Chicago that was the predecessor of Moody Press. Moody Press actually bought their presses from this church in Cicero. In their heyday, they were running 1,500 to 2,000 people every Sunday. But three summers ago when I was there, they had less than 40 people in their congregation. They were in a community that was all Spanish, all Latino, and uh, that had changed over the years. It used to be Polish, white Polish, and that had changed to all Spanish. And everybody on their team was white. Uh, their, their ministry team was white. Nobody spoke Spanish. They hired a guy to come in to be an associate pastor who spoke Spanish. Everybody loved him so much that the church fired him because he was too popular. And so you know what's going to happen. They're down to almost zero because they didn't move forward. They were living in the past. 
They wanted the church to be what had been so happy and comfortable before, but if you're not moving forward, you get stuck in the past. So it's okay to look backwards. We'll do a little bit of that today, but we're going to live forward. Our motto, and you should know this, I'm not demanding we all have the tattooed on our arms, but you got to know it, at least have it tattooed on your brains. Our motto is we're growing a great family, grounded in faith, guided by grace, and going in love. We have that emblazoned on the wall just outside of here on the other side of this wall. First thing you see when you come in should be our motto. We are growing a great family and we are grounded in faith. Uh, I often say that that one's probably the easiest for us. We're Bible people and uh, Oakwood is always going to uh, first and last go to this, God's word. And we're going to base what we do on God's word. And we have faith in who God is. So we're grounded in faith. Guided by grace is the hard one. How many have ever heard me say that before? Out of our motto, the one in the middle is the hardest. To be guided by grace. Grace means always thinking the best of somebody, not the worst. Grace is always uh, expressing love, even if there's frustration. Grace is difficult. Uh, There's a book out there called Messy Grace. And, and I think everybody should read that so you'd understand how hard it is to live in grace. But we want to be guided by grace. And then going in love. This church has been excellent at that. Since the years I've been here, we've been going in love. Trying to make a difference in our community. Trying to help people see a need, meet a need. That's kind of what we live by, right? Uh, say it with me. See a need, meet a need. And that's what we want to be doing. So our motto should be familiar to you. Uh, and then our mission, and this is the one that might be harder. I'd be so proud of you if you could learn this one and have it ready to go. We use the acronym PODCAR, P-O-D-C-A-R, uh, and our mission is to multiply Christ-like disciples who are, here's the PODCAR, passionate about their God, obedient to God's word, dependent on God through prayer, connected to one another, authentic and relevant in their witness. That's our mission. Uh, There's a lot to that mission. If there's that many things, there's that many things that we need to be thinking about, focused on our mission. But it first starts with to multiply Christ-like disciples. Uh, Our church is not built on addition. We don't want to just add people. Uh, We definitely don't want to be subtracting people, but we do want to be multiplying. Multiplication happens when uh, a disciple is discipled and they disciple somebody else. Disciples who disciple who disciple. So we win people who win people who win people. That's multiplication, not addition. Passionate about their God, obedient to God's word, dependent on God through prayer, connected to one another, authentic and relevant in their witness. Now the rest of this morning I want to keep uh, the theme of our mission. All these things that we're supposed to be about, how can we be on mission A lot of these are going to be kind of informational announcements for you today. But on mission preaching at Oakwood. Uh, For the first time since I've been here, I've had to put together an annual preaching calendar. Because we've been in the gospel project forever. Uh, We went through Genesis through Revelation, took five years. uh, And now I don't have that to fall back on. And so we have to come up with a whole annual calendar for preaching. And I do have a plan for us this year. Uh, I'm going to share it with you. The first four weeks, starting next Sunday, we're going to do a a series on prayer. Pray. A series on prayer. Uh, That's our 2022 emphasis. The elders have met um, out of the mission. The last one is dependent upon God through... No, it's the third one. Third one is dependent on God through prayer. And we've decided to make that kind of our focus as a church... How can we as a church be more dependent on God through prayer? We're going to start the year out with a series on prayer uh, on Sunday mornings. We encourage you to come. And then we are going to be studying the book of Romans this year. And yes, it's going to take us more than this year. Um, kind of in line with the gospel project, we're going to, we're going to take our time and spread things out. Uh, And if you are thinking about what should I be focusing on this year in the Bible, I'd encourage you to be focusing on the book of Romans. If I were you, I'd start reading the book of Romans and just keeping reading it through, reading it through. 
Uh, we just drove home from Chicago between Christmas and New Year's, and we just listened to the book of Romans, put on the voice and let the person read Romans as we drove. Uh, from my drive to Chicago to Grand Rapids, we finished the whole book of Romans just listening in the car. I'd encourage you to do whatever you can do to get in the book of Romans. Now, we're going to break it up so you don't get bored. We're going to throw in some important series as we go. We'll start with prayer. And then we'll, we'll get into Romans for a couple of weeks, and then guess what? It's time for Easter. We'll stop and do a four-week series for Easter, and then we'll get back to the book of Romans. And then <coughs> I'm going to let you know about this ahead of time so you can start sweating with me. In June, we're going to do a series called The Elephant in the Room. And that's not talking about the pastor. We're talking about uh, the elephant in the room, which is big issues, hard topics. Um, I'm just going to warn you ahead of time because we decided uh, strategically as an elder board that there needed to be a time where I preached about hard topics, cultural topics. Uh, We wanted to do it nowhere near an election. We actually moved it on the calendar several times because we don't want you to think we're preaching, uh, telling you how to vote or who to vote for. But we're going to touch those issues that we would like to touch during election cycles uh, that are controversial, and we're just going to cover them from the Bible, and then you as Christians make up your own mind about what you do when you vote. And so it's not an election series, but it is a series about cultural hard topics. I'm I'm warning us as a church ahead of time. There's no way everybody's going to agree with me on any of these, okay? So you're going to probably struggle with I don't agree with my pastor 100%. Uh, again, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that how much it bothers you <laughs> when, when you, when you can't uh, get past that. I want you to be able to get past that. Uh, I'm going to preach the best I can from God's word about hard topics. If you do not agree with me, we're okay. You don't have to agree with your pastor 100%, although you should be able to, by scripture, back up your position. So we're going to cover those hard topics, and, and you might be a little uncomfortable. That's why we're doing it in June, uh, kind of during a mild time of the year. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully it will be an encouragement for you to be thinking biblically about current issues. And then in September, we'll start the fall season off. We're going to do a study of the book of Nahum. How many have ever heard anybody preach through the book of Nahum before? Uh, maybe not too many of you. Okay, uh, Nahum's a good Old Testament book that we're going to hit. And then we'll get back to Romans. So I don't know, uh, Lance, I don't, I don't, we probably don't have the schedule with us, but we'll probably only get through Romans maybe 18 or 19 this year. And then we'll continue next year and uh, we'll finish Romans uh, throughout next year. It's going to be a long series, but there's so much depth in Romans. That's why I encourage you start reading now. And can I tell you, you're probably not all going to like the book of Romans either. If you've never read the book of Romans, Paul makes some very specific comments about doctrines in Romans that we can't sweep under the rug. We're going to have to deal with. So we've got a fun year coming up uh, looking at prayer, the book of Romans, tough issues, and then the book of Nahum. On on mission, not, not on fishing, on mission, family nights. They start back up on January 19th. And what did I say our emphasis was this year? Anybody? So we are going to do a series on Wednesday nights about prayer. Uh, we, we tried to do this last time. It didn't quite work. It's a Philip Yancey video series. It's called Prayer. Does it make any difference? Prayer is the priceless point of contact between us and God. It could also be frustrating, confusing, and mysterious. And so it'd be good for you to come and enjoy that on Wednesday night starting January 19th. Six weeks of that series. There's also one other. You get to pick... Prayer fits anybody, so everybody has a place to be on Wednesday nights. This one's more niche. It's parenting, Christ-centered parenting, and not parents of teenagers or parents of children. It's parents of all ages. It's the first series I've seen like this. Julie and I will be leading this, and it's designed to help you lead your children and teens through the central cultural issues of our day in a confident and responsible way. A lot like the issues we'll be dealing with in the summer with the elephant in the room, this series teaches parents how to talk to their kids at all ages about confusing things that they're hearing in this world and give them a biblical foundation, a biblical answer for some of those hard issues. So those are the two options for adults in January, our six-week series uh, on family nights. 
And then during that time frame when the adults are meeting, the kids meet for Treehouse, our midweek children's program. Uh, you've probably seen this slide more than once. I like to tout the benefits of the Treehouse ministry. Family night, it gets all of us together on a Wednesday night. Adults, kids, all the way through have something to do. Uh, there's dinner. We're going to continue with that. We're thankful that the people who picked that up kept that going. And we'll be able to provide dinner for free each of those six nights for you and your family. You can come straight from work, ballet, karate, taekwondo, whatever you're doing. People do all sorts of weird stuff, fencing, whatever you do. You can come right from there, come to church. We will feed you. And then there's something for your kids and for you. Discipleship is the big benefit of this. We need a midweek program for our children. Uh, so that they can hear the word of God, and for our adults also to be discipled. So there are three six-week sessions that we're planning for 2022. January 19th to February 23rd, and then April 6th through May 11th, and then September 14th through 19th. Three six-week sessions of family night. Put that in your mind. If you want to write it down, get it on your calendar. Uh, We'd encourage you to come to all of them, but you have to make choices as families So try to figure out what can we do, what can we get involved in on Wednesday nights, can we fit in one of these. Um, I'm going to talk about what's going on with the kids real quick and then give a pitch for you, we need some workers. Uh, This first session is called Destination Dig, Unearthing the Truth About Jesus. Our leaders for this, Mary Sovis, and I think uh, Roger will be helping uh, Mary, so Roger and Mary Sovis uh, are leading the kids' portion of family night, our treehouse portion. And she is nervous. I can tell you that because she's not here today. She's very nervous because whenever the person in charge is in charge, they freak out because they realize how scary it is being reliant upon you guys to step up and serve. And so she called us this week and said, how do we get workers? How do we get workers? And I said, I'll talk to the people. And we always end up with enough workers, but we are looking for huddle leaders That's an adult willing to be in charge of a group of three to six kids. And then that huddle leader also gets huddle helpers. Huddle helpers can be also adults that don't want to be the leader, the main leader. All they are is the second adult in that group. And then we have teenagers that are the third helper in each group. So we need adults, we need teenagers, and we need lots of them. We need at least uh, five to six huddle leaders five to six huddle helper adults, and then five to six huddle helper teens. So do the math. That's like we need 12 adults and uh, as many teens, too, uh, will be helpful. And uh, we encourage you to sign up out in the lobby at the Oak. Everybody say the Oak. That's another semi-goal I have that I'm not printing or anything. I just want our church to get ready and used to using the Oak. The Oak is a one-stop shop for everything serving at Oakwood. So we're going to talk more about serving. The answer is always going to be go to the Oak. Everybody say go to the Oak. Not go to the Yoke. Go to the Oak. You go to the Oak. We're Oakwood. Got a lot of Oak out there in the, in the lobby. Got the Oak uh, that Jeff made for us. Our little, uh, what do we call those? Kiosks. All right? And so if you go straight out this way, you'll be facing the oak. Did you see the strategy there? If you're new and you come in off the road, the first thing you see is the welcome booth. If you're leaving church and you walk out, the first thing you see across is the oak. And so Oakwood people go to the oak. If you're new, you go to the welcome center and then we turn you into oak people. Okay. That's how it all works. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we we want you to be utilizing that. If you have any questions Anything that have to do with anything at Oakwood, you go to the Oak. And hopefully we have that manned with uh, staff members from Oakwood who can cut the middleman and take you directly where you need to be. Pause. It's a lot of talking today. I need coffee. So just, I'm going to call pause when I want to. Destination Dig. That is our children's thing for Treehouse 2022, our first session. Side note. Uh, You notice the three six-week sessions. What that did not include is Pastor Ben has announced during the summer the student ministries would like to run a vacation Bible school for the children during the summer. It's kind of a fourth session of Treehouse. So look forward to that this summer. Adults, 
Just because I said the word student ministries wants to run doesn't mean you're off the hook. They're going to need adults, right? Uh, teens don't count as humans. They, they're, 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 they're minors. And anybody under 18 is a ghost. We call them ghosts. They can be there and they can help, but they don't count according to the law. And so you have to have two adults in every spot. So even though our student ministries is going to run vacation Bible school, we got to have two adults with every group. So we're going to be looking for your help this summer. He'll announce that and start promoting that uh, when we get close. But Destination Dig is all about excavation and uh, our archaeology. And I do know, I did hear Mary, you know Mary Sovis, is, she's creative. She already is talking about bringing a bunch of sand to the basement of our church. I'm like, oh man, Who's going to get rid of the sand is what I want to know. But she wants to bring sand and have the kids digging. And they'll be hands-on, I'm sure, uh, for that session of Treehouse. Sign up. Sign your kids up for Treehouse. Where in the world could you possibly sign somebody up for something like that? Anybody know? The Oak. You're right. The Oak would be a place to go. And if you want to serve adults or teens, uh, where possibly should you go? To the Oak. You go to the Oak and you sign up. For serving, you sign up your kids. Everything happens at the Oak. All right, that's it for that. The mission, on mission community. Uh, Get in a small group or start one. Uh, That's my plea for you this year. Uh, And I don't see Aaron Cook. Aaron Cook was going to come and and, uh, share his theory. He probably couldn't get here because of the weather. Uh, Aaron uh, and his wife are a young couple, have kids, um, you know, in the elementary grades. Uh, Aaron wants to start a small group. And he came to us and he asked us, how do I start a small group? I'm like, perfect that you asked. And we helped get him material. We helped set that up. Aaron was going to come and, and explain who they are and where they are. Uh, they, they are in the peer area and they want to meet with other young adult couples. So if you're a young adult couple with kids or without kids, uh, a great place for you to start would be in the Cook's new small group. But we have room for more small groups. So if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, man, we probably should get in a small group. Um, where in the world would a person go if they thought they were interested in, in a small group? Any ideas? No, don't say nope. Oh, the oak. Yes, the oak. So how do I get started? Step one, go to the oak. If you can't go to the oak, uh, maybe if you're watching this online today, just call the church office. We will help you. We'll help you find a small group or we'll help you start a small group. We have a a program here called Starting Point, which is an eight-week starting point for any small group. And they can watch these videos, get their group started, get them kind of cemented, and uh, see who sticks and then move forward from there. So we encourage you, get in a group or start one. Why is community important? Well, we know the facts are very clear that people don't stick at a church unless they get connected. Uh, Most people will come, and if they don't jump in and either start serving someplace or get in a small group, they end up feeling um, not connected, disconnected, and then they leave and they say, what do they always say? It wasn't a very friendly church. That's what everybody always says. Well, here's the problem with that. If we have people that show up and find it a very friendly church... It can't be both an unfriendly church and a friendly church. So my, my feelings about that are if you will make the effort to either get in a small group or join a service team, uh, you will find connectivity. Oakwood's got some incredibly, wonderfully friendly people. You just got to get to know them. And, and the best way to do that, serve alongside them or, or jump in a small group. Get past it and jump into a small group. But you can do that. Check at the Oak. On mission serving, we have ministry positions. Matter of fact, we're going to show you all of them today so you can really think about and pray about in 2022, where do I fit? And from leader to helper, we will train and equip you for success. So if you're interested in serving on any of these teams, we're not just going to throw you into the frying pan. Let us know. We will contact, if you go to the Oak, our staff will then contact that ministry head And then that ministry head will start scheduling you to get trained, uh, maybe even shadowing them, depending on which ministry it is. You can come and just watch for a while and then slowly find room into that ministry where you fit best. Whether you want to be a leader or just a helper. Some people get nervous about actually leading. There's more preparation time that has to be done as a leader. Uh, You just want to show up and be helpful. Uh, There's room for that as well, either one of those. So here's what we have. 
child care. When I put an asterisk by it, it doesn't mean like it's eminent going to blow up. Uh, the meaning of the asterisk is if you want to serve in this ministry, you do have to have a child background check. Uh, and we do those. Melissa does those. Melissa, am I correct to say you're the only one who sees that information? Yes. Melissa's the only one that sees that information. Uh, I, as a pastor, do not go through those. Uh, Melissa goes through those and sends them through. Uh, it, it's one of the main systems. I don't remember the name of it, but we send it through one of the main systems that checks all of the different backgrounds. And then it spits out a report. Uh, 99% of the time, they're, they're fine. Every once in a while, there will be a flag. Just If there is a flag in your past, some of you are sitting there going, oh my goodness, I've got a flag. If there is a flag in your past, that doesn't mean we're going to disqualify you. That means then Melissa might come to me and say, hey, listen, we have this person. They do want to work uh, with our teens, but this happened. They had a, uh, a DUI back in 1986. And uh, so I might, I might at that point give you a call and say, hey, how are we doing, how are we doing with that? I, I, if we've moved on since 1986 and you're doing great, then we're great too. Uh, we believe in second chances and we believe in redemption. Uh, and so th- I have some discretion there. So if you have something in your past that you've been saying, there's no way I can serve, uh, I don't want the pastor to ever know that, let me just say, get over it. Just get over it. We all got past, right, Ron? Why don't you come and share yours so everybody... No, okay. We, 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 all, have, we all have past. We do. Uh, and, and we probably made mistakes. You know, I've always heard it's legal to be a kid. Uh, eventually, someday, you've got to grow out of that. I'm still working toward it someday. But we have past. Uh, sometimes we make decisions, uh, and, and they could haunt you for a lifetime, but they don't need to. We believe in redemption. We believe in changed lives. So don't rule yourself out if you don't have to. Let us be uh, objective with that and come and talk to you and have a conversation. But I just say that there because uh, any of these next ones that have an asterisk, that means you do need a child background checked for that. Child care, by the way, is infant through kindergarten. We find it kind of easy to find people that want to serve with the the infant ones. Everybody loves to hold babies for an hour and then give them back. Um, We have a harder time moving forward. There's two departments in child care, the infants and then the ankle biter. What do you call those? Um, Toddlers. Yeah, the toddler part. Eh, We have a harder time finding people to work there, Uh, but we need people. We need your help. Um, Kylie is gone today, but she would definitely be telling you we could use definitely some help there. And by the way, as a church, I'm going to put you on notice. Kylie's having a baby and it's going to happen in April. We tried to push it off to October. She wouldn't do it. Um, she's going to, she's going to go ahead with it regardless of our schedule. Um, and with that said, Kylie has told us she wants to actually step away from being the director of our child care. So the elders know that we've known that I had a plan A to replace her that fell through. I had a plan B and that fell through. We currently do not have a replacement for the director of our child care ministry. That is a big step. Uh, but we're looking for you. If you're here and that hits you and you say, I could do that, uh, then I'm going to challenge you to go to the Oak, meet with our staff back there, let them know you're interested, and then we'll look into the steps to make that happen. But that director takes care of the scheduling, and that's a hard thing, making sure you got people in there every week. Uh, so it has to be more of a director mindset. I've always encouraged since I got here, the director does not need to be the hands-on with the kids, but everybody who's been a director ends up in the nursery every week. I would rather we make the director uh, be you. We'll make it Mr. Mr. Ahonin. It's going to be you. We need some guy uh, to be the director just to prove that the director doesn't have to be in there and hands-on with kids every week. So if you're the type of person who knows how to administrate and can run something, I would be encouraged if you'd say, I'll do that, and I promise, PD, I'll be in church. I won't be in the nursery every week. Uh, I would love to say, I'm just kidding. It doesn't have to be a guy. It can be a woman uh, or a guy, but it needs to be somebody who's willing to oversee the scheduling. Not sure if Kylie wants to take it back uh, in a year or so when she's ready, but uh, we'll, we'll go there when we're ready for that. Sunshine Park, that's our K through 5th, and they're there every Sunday. They're there this Sunday. I went down and saw them. Uh, they always need helpers, and helpers for Sunshine Park includes teachers and helpers. So there's a lot of different roles you could take, but we need Sunshine Park volunteers. 
Treehouse Ministry. I mentioned that already. If you're interested in signing up for a six-week session, that's all you need to sign up for. We've got three total sessions, but you're not signing up for all three. Just one at a time, and we'll take whoever's available. So sign up to help us in that. Student ministries, you'll notice the asterisk there as well. Anybody under age of 18 is a child, according to the law. So anybody working with student ministries also has to have that background check. Uh, We take that very seriously. But we're looking for leaders. And can I just add, as an old youth ministry guy, an old youth pastor guy, uh, we love energetic young volunteers, college age and that. That's great. But what we need is mature adults to be working with Ben. We need some some seasoned adults. So if you're a seasoned adult and you're saying, oh man, they need a 20-year-old. Yes, we do need a 20-year-old to play bombardment with the kids and throw balls at them. That's fine. But they need seasoned adults. Um, Adults that would get broken if they play bombardment, right? Or dodgeball, right? So we got to have some of those. So maybe you're a couple and you're you're thinking, no, they don't need me for that. Rethink that. We need some solid, experienced adults with some age behind them and some wisdom behind them to step in and help with Ben and Kylie and the student ministries. Consider that for 2022. Women's ministry, our One Heart Women's Ministry. Melissa runs that. If you're interested in a role in that ministry or helping in that ministry, contact her. She should be at the Oak. Men's ministry, our Band of Brothers. We're we're currently looking for a director over that ministry. I'm currently filling that vacancy, uh, but we're looking for a man who would like to step in and and have a team of guys to work with and direct our men's ministries. Celebrate Recovery. Dave is here. Uh, Dave runs that for our church. That is probably the most consistent ministry in our church. They meet every Monday night, rain or shine, doesn't matter what, right? They're always here. And then on other nights of the week, they have uh, specific discipleship groups that they meet with uh, men with men and women with women. Lots of opportunity there. Um, Just so you know, Celebrate Recovery, it's about everyone having habits, hurts, and hang-ups. This is not just an addiction program. A lot of people think, oh, that's for people with alcohol addiction or drug addiction. It's great for that also, but it's for anybody who has habits, hurts, and hang-ups. Hurts, habits, and boy. And which way does it go, Dave? Either way, habits, hurts, hang-ups. We all have those. And so maybe you would consider attending Celebrate Recovery on a Monday night, and then maybe you'll be willing to help in the future once you see that ministry and participate with them. Uh, People feeding people. Uh, Second Saturday of every month, we're responsible for feeding breakfast to about 15 to 20 people in the Oxford community. We do it at... Oxford United Methodist Church, and uh, we have a couple in our church that run that, but it's on volunteer basis. By the way, this coming Saturday is the second Saturday, and we're looking for people. So if you're interested in helping this coming Saturday, we feed breakfast. You get there at about 8.30. We feed breakfast, pack lunches, and we send people home with a sack lunch. Families can do this. Uh, Families with children can come and serve. Uh, It's a great opportunity, but we're looking for people for this Saturday, we need to have you sign up at the Oak if you're willing to help. Grief Share, that's um, a 13-week session. It's led by my wife currently, um, and that happens whenever they schedule it, that 13 weeks to happen. Uh, This year, we we ended around the holidays with the, um, what's the holiday thing? Surviving the holidays, uh, that for everybody, Grief Share thing. If you've had a loss, uh, a loved one in your family, This is a great opportunity to come with other people who've experienced that as well. So we encourage you, if you've had that experience, uh, to come and share your grief with other people. And you can find some help, but believe it or not, you're going to be a help to other people by being there. We're also looking for somebody to take that and run with it. My wife started that. It was, you know, all you got to do, honey, is start it and we'll hand it off. And she's been having to do it every time. And so we're looking for somebody who will actually take that. Uh, and run that ministry uh, with a couple of people. There's some good people leading it. Uh, We need help with that. SOS, serving our Savior, currently looking for a director of SOS. I'm filling that role too right now, and that's uh, uh, too much. Uh, But we try to do at least four big in-the-community outreaches a year. Four out of this the walls, not for our church, in the community. Uh, we haven't really had a good SOS outing in a long time, but we, we would like to get that going again in 2022. 
uh, SOS, Serving Our Savior. If you're interested in leadership on that, not just coming and helping on those Saturdays, uh, we'll have those sign-ups when it comes time. But actual helping on the leadership team, go to the Yoke, and we'll let you know about that. Friendship team is our team that welcomes people. We do have a director over that. I'm excited for that. And we're going to revamp that at the beginning of this year. Uh, but we need people welcoming. And anybody can do that. Uh, so we encourage you, if you want to be part of that team, uh, let us know. Because we could put you to work. Uh, our worship music team, that one you got to kind of be good at something. Um, we actually would like to have people come and try out for that. I hate to do that at a church, uh, but, but it's important that you could carry a note or you could play an instrument with some uh, proficiency. And then there's the worship tech team, and that's the people that are in the back at the computers right now, and there's nobody at the soundboard. Uh, we need worship tech people, and we could train you for that. Video team, we had a meltdown this morning, we were kind of freaked out because we didn't know exactly how it all works, Um, and so we did, we got it going because they're well trained back there, so we got that up and happening today, but we need people that can run a camera, and people that are even more proficient that can run the service. Has anybody ever watched our service from home? Have you noticed the boxes and, you know, the, the words come in? And it's pretty fancy. It's a, it's a well done. We're kind of a mini TV station. Um, and, but, but that needs a video director. For each week, we've got to have a video director. If you're into technology and things like that, we could use you for that team. Technology team. This is the confusing one. If anybody can come up with a better name that's not confusing, that would be great. We have our worship tech. The tech team that does the services, that's one thing, but we are trying to build a technology team, and that's for every computer gadget in the whole church, and it's more of a during the week, not a Sunday thing. Sunday is worship tech. Tech team, overall umbrella of all of our technology. That team needs to make sure our computers are up to date with all the programs and running and on the network. Is the network working? All these kind of issues. So we're looking for network technology team. Again, go to the yoke. I should be getting through pretty clearly. Safety team. I put the asterisk back there because I'm sure that the safety team also has to have a background check, uh, but there's different levels on our safety team, and we, we're definitely always looking for men and women. Women, don't just think of this as a man role. This is a women's role, too. We actually need women because women, you know, men can't go through women's bathrooms, <laughs> and so it'd be great if we had women each week on this team that could go in and check in the bathrooms, too. So we need men and women. Different levels of that. Uh, you can talk to them if you want more information. Our cafe team, which is an essential team. Whew, pause. They're the ones that fuel the church. So the cafe team, uh, it's well run, but it needs people there every week making coffee, and we'll do all the training on that. Uh, check with the Oak if you're interested in serving on that team. CARES team, uh, don't get a lot of attention. I put that up there, uh, but they're, they're, there's a team of people that just make sure that we're trying to take care of needs that are met out there, like uh, if somebody needs meals delivered to their home. Uh, just caring for people. And that kind of happens quietly and underground. But if you're sitting here saying, that's the kind of thing I love to do, then you need to go to the Oak let them know that, that you're, you would love to be part of that CARES team. And they'll send you to the director of that so that they can figure out what part of that you could do. Sending le- cards and letters, those are important. I put these last two on the screen, and we've never done this before, so it comes with a little bit of uh, better explain ourselves. Um, Deacons and elders. We're always looking for deacons and elders, but we never promote that because it's an elected position. However, I was telling Jim, uh, the chairperson of our elder board, maybe because we never talk about it like this, you never have an opportunity to let us know if you're interested in that. Maybe there's people in our congregation that are saying, I'd I'd be an elder, I'd be a deacon. Well, if you're interested, go to the Oak and just let us know you're even interested. Maybe you're not on our radar for something like that, and you need to be. Um, But that comes, it's not just I want to be on there, so we throw you on there. That comes with background checks and then some proficiency. You do have to fill out a, a pretty good form for being an elder and a deacon, and when we go through those and interview you, it's probably the biggest step for anybody in our church. But deacon and elders, um, if you're interested, by all means, let us know. We'd like to talk to you about it. Serving. Get involved. How do I get started? Anybody have any idea? 
Go to the oak. So all those things I just mentioned, there's a lot of things. Uh, I, I don't know where we're at, but I think it takes somewhere around 75 to 80 people volunteering to make a Sunday happen. So we need people. And we need you to step up in any role that you're, you're good at. We don't want you to just do a role that you hate. We'd rather you find your passion point and then get involved. Let us know, though. You've got to communicate to us. Contact uh, the church office if you can't get to the Oak. Then we have giving. This gives me a break to refresh my coffee. Uh, not doing this to Jim because I want him to do the hard part. But it is good for our elders to take some responsibility and come and be before you. And so there's a microphone right there. I better, uh, I better turn it on for you. There we go. And here's your clicker. You know how that works. That goes forward. Everybody, this is Jim Bongiorno. Hello, everyone. So the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Uh, there's no ugly. Uh, unless you consider the parking lot ugly, and that might be a part of it. But... Uh, as we go through these finances, we don't do this very often. We don't talk about finances as much as uh, maybe some places, but uh, we're at the halfway point. Our fiscal year is Ju uh, July to June, and so we're at the halfway point right now. It's a good time to assess where we're at, what we're looking at, and the elders do a quarterly budget every year, we, uh, a review. So every quarter we look at the numbers, take a look and see how are we tracking because our budget, our finance committee, uh, formerly the budget committee, puts together these numbers based on expectations of what we think. So when we start to look at these numbers, you'll see uh, the budgeted numbers for next year for, um, in fact, we'll look at it, if I can do this. Oh, no, that was backwards. Yeah. Um, the monthly budget this year is $51,561, and those are expectations of, of giving based on past years, and in this year in particular, based on the fact that we're going to get back to normal and COVID was going to be gone and a lot of things like that that haven't happened yet. So um, when we start to look at it, you'll see that... Uh, um, our average monthly giving so far has been $46,888. Our monthly budget was 51, so we're approximately 8% behind our budget. What does that mean? Uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot just yet, but we look at those numbers to see if we need to change anything. Do we have to cut back some of our programs? Do we have to uh, reset our vision slightly based on what's going on? Uh, the good news is at the uh, first quarter uh, in September when we did this budget review, we were about 13% behind. So I think the trend's going, uh, we're catching up, and all that looks good. And so we're not uh, really worried about any of that. It's, a, it's actually good news. Um, if you can look at this, uh, the budget tracking based on um, 2020, we're ahead of 2020 numbers. Uh, but we're still slightly behind the budgeted numbers. And so um, I don't think that's bad news. I think it's just, you know, what we expect. So hopefully as things uh, continue and uh, people start coming back to church and all that sort of stuff, uh, we'll be moving forward. So as we start to talk about needs, uh, one of the things we have available to us is six months of Pastor Shane's salary. We budgeted last year to have... Um, a salary for Pastor Shane for the full year, knowing that we are going to replace him, but that hasn't been done yet. So right now, this first month of January, uh, we have his funds available from that. But as you'll see as we start to talk about some of the other things, we're going to use some of that money for odds and ends. But um, until we hire somebody, uh, it could go all the way through this next six months. It could go into next year. Uh, we are planning to budget for a an associate pastor, we have every intention of hiring, and that team will be get. We'll let Pastor uh, Don talk about that a little bit. But um, so non-budget expenses. This is what I was talking about. As we start to begin um, looking at this, we tore down a house last year on the property that we had. We did some uh, upgrades in the youth room. That uh, I don't know if Pastor was going to show pictures of that or not, but. Um, uh, so some of those things were unbudgeted. Some of it were money people donated very specifically for those projects, but we took a lot of that money out of our budget uh, for um, repairs and things like that. So um, 
so those are expenses that we didn't have planned. Lance Red, uh, we hired Lance on a contract basis to replace some of the work Pastor Shane did. Um, when we looked at uh, losing Pastor Shane this year, we looked at all the things he does on a, on a regular basis. And a lot of the everyday functions were taken over by people like Margaret, uh, Melissa, uh, Pastor Ben, and even Pastor uh, Don have taken some of those responsibilities. Some of the other things, the graphics and um, things that he did for Pastor uh, Don, uh, we, we hired outside people, in this case, uh, Lance, who's one of our own congregation. And, and it's, a, it's, a very, um, it's actually a very good way to, to do that. It's, um, we won't have to look for that kind of a, a skill set in a pastor when we start looking for an associate pastor. And so things like uh, the graphics and uh, some of the IT work and some of the stuff that Pastor Don, or excuse me, Pastor Shane was doing, we will probably hire out. So some of that salary will be eaten up uh, by that, and we'll have to uh, take a good look at um, what we do next year when we, when we budget for that. And then uh, finally, people feeding people one Saturday a month. It's not a real big expense, but it was unbudgeted probably using SOS funds for that at this point, but um, just things like that that we, uh, we do on a regular basis. If we see a need and we think it needs to be handled, we do it. If, it's, uh, you know, if something breaks down in the church, we lose our furnaces, we're going to fix it, whether it's budgeted or not, right? So we look at things uh, in that light. Here's something that kind of got me excited when I saw these numbers. Um, the number if in the remaining balance there, $72,478. If you were with us from the beginning when we built this building, that number was three quarters of a million dollars. And so we're under 10% of the remaining balance, which is kind of exciting because if you're like me, I kind of smell the finish line. I think maybe we can get there. Uh, and uh, I think maybe sometime this year we might try to put a push on, let's get this thing paid off because as you can see, uh, by those numbers, that monthly payment, $6,367 a month, is about 12% of our budget. That's a pretty big chunk that we could use for other things, uh, like those uh, feed, people feeding people, paying Lance, and some of that stuff. So if we can uh, get that vision in our heads of maybe paying that off, um, I'd get excited about that, and I think we, um, we would... Same thing with the house uh, property. We have that house right next door that we, we tore down. So that mortgage is uh, against this uh, property as well. And that's a, a $90,000 uh, balance remaining. Well, again, it's under 100. It's not that big of a number. But 5.38% 5, 5 interest. It's about 2% of our budget. I think if we put the push on, we go for the other mortgage first, and then we'll follow up with this one. But you can see those. that's money... Uh, $5,190 a year to date, that's about $10,000 a year that we're paying in interest. And so, obviously, anybody that has a home and does the same thing doesn't want to pay that. So, we're excited about uh, moving forward with those things. Those are things that you can, um, if, if we have to do a parking lot, like which PD will probably mention in the next uh, session, those are places money could come from. So, and then finally... Um, Oakwood Cares. This is the money to date. We like to shoot for about $20,000. That's the money that we spend on uh, our community, giving out, using the SOS program. Last year, we didn't do a lot of that SOS, and so I know there's a few uh, dollars remaining in that fund, but we want to be able to do that. We want to give to the community. Right now in, o uh, in Oxford, there's a, a lot more needs than there have been in the past, and so we really want to be a part of that and be able to, to give. And so that's the money... Uh, that we would use that for. That was a, a total as of last Sunday. I think we're still collecting that money and uh, um, hopefully we'll jump up a little more than that. But um, as we talk about uh, finances, like I said, we don't talk about it a lot, but uh, every year we put together this budget and it's based on what our expectations from past historically, what's trending and what we think uh, the year is going to look like. But, um, and that's just to run and function the church uh, as, as it is. That's not any uh, unforeseen things. And so we're always looking to see what else can we do with that kind of money. And so um, 
we want to do the right things with our money. We want to be uh, prudent. We want to be careful. Um, and we want to be transparent. So that's where, uh, where we're at with all the numbers. If you have more questions about that, you can see myself or you can see any of the elders. Um, probably talk to PD, but he won't want to talk about that. So uh, we'll pass it along to somebody else. But I think that should be it, Good. right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank Jim for us, everybody. Appreciate him doing that. I am excited uh, looking to the future that we're getting past some of those debts that we had. When I came here, uh, boy, I tell you, I, I, I originally said no, I would not come. And then I decided I would come, and then we came. But the big anchor was going to be that debt that we owed. I thought, man, we could pay that off quick. We'll pay that off quick so we can start moving forward. There's things that need to happen. Uh, but what I didn't understand as a young pastor at the time, uh, we got to pay off the old debt at the same time the building had gotten old, and we still got to keep feeding into the building to make it function, even though it's not paid off yet. And so a lot of money goes into the infrastructure. It just does. Uh, but I'm excited to think about the day when we can be without that uh, and what we as a church can do. Yeah, there's projects that still have to get done that we, we're, we're going to talk about those, the, the things that are in our vision. But I'm excited to see that we can do some things here soon as a church to get us in a much brighter spot moving forward. So, And I thank you, Jim, and the finance team does a really good job uh, being careful with the, the numbers and things like that. And we do want to be transparent. You can always ask more details. Uh, we don't give you all the details here, but the full budget is available for you to look at if you'd like to look at and ask questions of that. So I need more coffee because I just sat down next to my wife. I thought I'd take a break. I, I grabbed coffee, sat down next to my wife, put my hand on her leg, looked over. It was Heather Cronenberg. <coughs> yeah, so welcome, Heather. Glad you're here today. I don't know where Gary's at, but he probably needs to get back to church quick. Uh, that was kind of a shock when I saw Heather. I'm like, okay, you're not my wife. So, whew, more coffee is definitely needed. Cafe team, got to double it up. Let's go. All right. So we finished talking about that. So let's talk about goals. And we're almost done. So we did meet some goals. Uh, I think it's important we can look back and say we accomplished some things. God helped us move forward as a church. Uh, one of the things that's always been a goal of mine and my wife since we moved here was to do a worship in the park, an actual concert, worship music uh, in the park, in downtown Oxford, in public. And that happened. How many of you were there for that? That was great, and I appreciate that. We as a church should be excited and thank the Lord that we actually accomplished that. I'm excited about that. And be in public. Praising our Lord is what we want to keep doing. There's talk of doing that again. Um, I think it was Sheila came to me and said, what, Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day would be six months after the uh, tragedy in Oxford schools, and maybe we shoot for that as a six-month mark, praising the Lord in the park in our community. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But I love that, that we did that. We finally got our foot in the door there, and I'm sure we'd be welcome back. And so that was really good. Uh, the relaunch of Family Nights, we were without that for a while during the COVID, but we decided it was time, and so we did. We relaunched that, had a good relaunch of that, and we're excited to keep it going in 2022. And then uh, our at, our, yeah, hashtag, with Oxford. And I love seeing the shirts. If you came in late, I mentioned that earlier, these shirts, the older shirts. Uh, we have a theme going at Oakwood, and that is the love theme. Love, right? You hopefully have pounded that into your heads what love means. Uh, love is a selfless, willing sacrifice for the good of another person, even if they don't deserve it, and not expecting anything in return. That's love. That's what God did for us. That's what we need to be doing for others. And so I just want to, that wasn't a goal we set, obviously, at the beginning of the year. It was a response to a tragedy. And I want to say as a church, thank you for doing what you did. Uh, it's exciting to see our church be ready to, to see a need, meet a need, jump in there, make a difference, let's go, uh, let's show support for our community. And so that to me was a good goal met uh, here at Oakwood in this past year. Uh, the new youth room, it is finished, painted, done. I don't have pictures because uh, it's not that exciting to look at because it's a mess still. Uh, the walls are, are done. I'm excited how well the walls are done and how well they look. Uh, but right now it's nothing but drywall dust everywhere. And so we got to get down there and sweep that up and then mop, then mop, then mop. If you've ever, if anybody ever mopped drywall dust, it, it's just basically pushing around white liquid. And so we're going to have to mop, 
clean out the mop buckets, start again, mop, and keep doing that over and over again. We're actually looking for a, a group of people willing to do that in the next couple of days. If you've got time, everything down there is covered in dust. We need to wipe everything down that's in the room and then mop that floor and get it ready to go. And then hopefully when Pastor Ben gets back this week, uh, he'll have a usable new youth room. And that's something I want to applaud and be excited about. Uh, it's a great space. If you wanted to go look at it, you could, but again, you'll be disappointed because how messy it is right now. Uh, but we'll have an open house. The plan is to have an open house on a Sunday after church where you can actually go down there and see it in its finished state. I'm real excited about that. That was a great accomplishment this year. And then goal set. What are we looking far forward to doing in 2022? We need to hire a ministry's pastor. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, what are we doing? What are we looking for? And uh, Pastor Shane did a lot of things for our church. But as uh, Jim shared with you, we already took care of most of this, his busy work stuff. We took care of that with people that are already here by including Lance in that. Uh, delegating throughout our staff, all of us picked up certain pieces. Uh, but there's a component that the church has to have. And that's somebody to oversee all of the ministries. Do you remember just a little while ago when I went through every one of those and how I mentioned every one of those needs help? Uh, some of them need directors. We really need somebody to oversee all of those ministries. It's a big job. It's a huge task. Uh, we need an administrator who can come in and oversee uh, all of our teams, make sure they're functioning, make sure they're manned, make sure they're scheduled. All of that would be a huge huge burden taken off of my plate uh, and it has to happen I'm just uh, the elders know that uh, there's no confusion or no wondering about it it has to happen I cannot maintain this pace I can't continue to be your pastor and everything else and so uh, we're going to hire we're not going to rush to do that it's going to have to be an important hire uh, so we're going to take our time we're going to find somebody who thrives on logistics and organization and making our church function well uh, and communication happening at all, all spaces. So we want our ministries to be successful. So we, we know that's going to take a full-time position to oversee all of these ministries. Service Park uh, is still on our goal set. We'd like to see that happening. Uh, we have debts. We're not wanting to take on new debts. And so we, we got to not only pay off our old debts, but then move forward. We've been collecting money for Service Park. You can still donate towards Service Park. But in 2022, we hope to be able to give you specific plans. And it will go in this order, by the way. Uh, we'll start with a, a playground. Uh, the cheapest of the three, hopefully, uh, and be able to put a playground in for our kids. Uh, but then also the next step would be the pavilion. That gets a lot more expensive, uh, but a nice size pavilion that has um, storage. We desperately need storage at Oakwood. A big storage, in, inside storage unit on the back end of this pavilion. And then eventually sports courts. Pastor Bob was all about community and togetherness and family. And so he loved that idea. I remember sitting down in his living room and going through the ideas and he just smiled with all these ideas. Uh, we'd like to get there. So uh, be praying that we can make some steps this year. Uh, obviously, I know what's on uh, a lot of your mind is that nasty parking lot. It's eventually going to have to be taken care of. Uh, even though nobody's excited about my wife actually just whispered before I came back up, we're not doing that dumb parking lot, are we? Yep, we're going to do the dumb parking lot because we have to. Uh, actually, the person who plows our drive said they won't do it again next year because it's so bad, it's going to break their blades. That's how bad our parking lot is. So many uneven and holes and things. And in order to get to the pavilion and the playground, we have to add parking for that section. And so we've got some big goals, some big steps that have to take place. But we're going to try to do them in bite-sized chunks. So we'll come to you with specific plans like, here's what we'd like to do in order to get a playground where you have to do these steps. And here's what it costs. So we'll come to you with those things in this year. Uh, so those are the goals that we've set for this year. Um, hiring a pastor is important. Uh, service park, we're going to keep moving forward with that. And then eventually we'll have to bite the bullet and take care of a parking lot for our church. Those are the things. With all that, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. let me close with this today. We're going to take communion here shortly. I wanted to give you some scripture today. As I tell the elders, you can't just have a meeting kind of a thing. We want to open the word a little bit. So Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40 is our big idea today. You know it. You've heard it. 
It simply says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So what's the big idea? Let's be a great family on mission. Everything I shared with you is about our mission. Remember our mission? Podcar, passionate about our, their God, obedient to his word, dependent on God through prayer, connected to one another, authentic and relevant in their witness. Look, your pastor knows it by heart. Podcar, podcar. And, and we want to be on mission. How can we accomplish this mission? We've got ministries that head us toward that. We've got goals that head us toward that. But it all stems from Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus said the most important thing is love God, love people. That's what Oakwood wants to be about. Love God, love people. We don't want to be about the busyness of the church. Don't let the church consume you. Too many people get consumed by the busyness of the church. It's not meant to be that. We're supposed to be pursuing loving God and loving people. Are we going to work hard at that? Yes. Are we going to be consumed with a passion for that? Yes. But don't let it overrun you as some kind of a business or some kind of a a club or some kind of a, a busyness that overwhelms. It's not meant to be that. Let's go at it. Let's go at it with all our heart. That's why Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. Love him with everything you've got and love people more than you love yourself. That's what we want to be about on mission everybody say on mission on mission that's what we want to do so let's close today taking communion together do you have your elements and do we have ed coming at the piano perfect thank you once again don't forget to open the bottom not the top to take the bread out first and then you can flip it over and be prepared for the juice part of it in the bible first corinthians it says these words For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. Later in this passage, he says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. We wouldn't let, want you to be guilty concerning the body and blood of our Lord. So we're going to give you a moment while Ed plays and let you make sure your heart's right. At the beginning of a new year, have you taken time just to come before God and make sure you're clean and pure before Him? No sin in your life, no unconfessed sin? We're going to give you a moment to make sure you're right with God before we proceed. Bible says that on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Father, we come to you and we thank you for the the bread that represents your body that was broken for us. And we thank you for this cup that represents your blood that was shed for us. And God, we as a church come to this table today and we do this in remembrance, in remembrance of your love. We're still remembering the Christmas season where you promised that you're a God with us. And then in this passage, you say your body was broken for us. But Father, we know from everything we've looked at over this last four weeks, we know you're for us, but you also are with us. And God, we're thankful that we have a God not far away who cheers for us, but we have a God who's with us, who's for us. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.
This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. It goes on to say, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. May Oakwood be a place that continually proclaims the Lord Jesus. Amen? Are we all in agreement on that? Let's continue to proclaim Jesus in this new year and beyond. I don't know if it was lost on you, but Ed's playing a Petra song right now. Did you catch that? I know you probably caught that. Where's where's, uh, Andrew? Andrew got it, yeah. (laughs) I mentioned Petra last week in my message, and I actually sang this song, and Ed went and found it. Thank you, Ed. Red is the color of the blood that flows. Uh, The coloring song by Petra, wonderful. Well, we like to end our service, our first service of the year with a blessing. So would you stand and receive that? You can put yourself in a posture of receiving as I give you a benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless. Go in peace.